Welcome to Conspiracy What? Hi, uh, my name's Allie. And this is Serena. And this is Cameron. And today we're talking about a boat and science. Today we're talking about the Philadelphia Experiment, also known as Project Rainbow. Uh, this is an event that may or may not have happened in 1943 in uh, the United States of America. Just in case you don't know, that is where it happened. Uh, it is an event where, to cut it down to basics, a ship teleported to Virginia, which is about 200 miles away, and then teleported back and was invisible. to Philly. There are yes, witnesses. And, and may have gone invisible. There and may have gone invisible. There are witnesses that claim to have seen it in Philly that same day that it disappeared, which was in November of 1943. And also there are witnesses who claim to have seen it in Virginia. In the same day. One of those sets of witnesses is definitely correct. It's the other set that's more of an issue. So maybe they're both correct, Cam. Maybe they're both correct. I'm just saying there's Open one you can't dispute. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that cannot be disputed, whereas the other one can be disputed. We'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, what happens within all of this is just awful and terrible and brutal <laughs> and gory. So I think a big thing to mention with this one is that the ship actually was outfitted with special equipment that was designed to alter its magnetic field so that it would not be... Um, it wouldn't be able to be, it was like invisible, quote unquote, invisible to magnetically charged or magnetically activated like mines and torpedoes so that it could go through the water without activating those. So I think that this, the ship first of all looked different because it was like all on the hull of the ship, just like top to bottom. It was just lined with, you know, something not seen on a ship. Yeah, it it's definitely something that was a little bit more high tech than what you'd usually see at the time, whether or not it had a magical teleporting machine on it or a dimensional rift machine on it is definitely in question since I don't think we have anything like that right now. And it was classified at the time that it was on the ship. Yes. People weren't allowed to talk about it until later. I mean, definitely, definitely there was some classified stuff going on. The USS Eldridge was being used as, as like, the word I'm looking for. Like a guinea pig. That's that's the word I'm oh. looking for. You mean guinea as far pig. as the experiment goes. Yeah, it was yeah, a guinea yeah, pig yeah. ship, basically, which means anyone who was on it was also a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, not the U.S. They wouldn't test explosives with people in the ship. Well, anyway. There was definitely no secret projects going on during World War II. No, I can't, not I can't think all. of any at all that I've ever heard of. Yeah. No, there definitely isn't most of them going on at this time. <laughs> yeah, again, there's there's aspects of this that, like, there's n- no one's going to dispute. I mean, like, if you do, then you're the dumb one. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of time, this is definitely yeah. one of those conspiracy theories where the timeline is absolutely fucked. I mean, we dug through many articles between the three of us and I'm pretty sure almost every single article had a different year on things. And maybe because so, it traveled through time, Allie. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so the articles also traveled through time and changed the years. Yeah. Everyone was correct. All of those dates were accurate. 
this is this is one of those where I tried to figure out the time stuff as much as I could because it's not the dates that are the conspiracy. It's technically the weird disappearance. But like anyway, yeah, the, the timeline was weird. It ended up didn't like we didn't iron out the timeline until looking at the Navy's website. So until we were able to find the information on there, we weren't really able to iron it out, but we did find that. Anyway, let's go into this magic invisible teleporting ship that Yay. also may have murdered people. Okay, so yeah, so okay. first of all, like why did people think this? Because, you know, as we said, we had witnesses that saw it the same day in both locations. However, there is kind of an explanation for that that's not given in the logs, but there were um, interior canals that you could access that could reach Norfolk from Philly if they were to use those. And it would only take a couple of hours. So theoretically, this could have moved like a normal ship from place A to place B. However, the weird part about this is that there are witnesses that have said to, were said to have seen like strange glowing blue and green lights on the ship and then watched it vanish. Like before their eyes, it vanished. So that's kind of, that's kind of an interesting thing to to say yeah especially on the pier having a nice time a ship lights up and vanishes and you're like this is some hot lsd (laughs) yeah that's where the witness reports start to get weird is the ship glowing and usually it's like a greenish or a bluish glow or like a haze around the ship i've seen that too yeah it's got like a nuclear something attached to it is what it sounds like so it's it's those are some of the witness reports. Um, however, so going into like what actually happens. So when a ship teleports, in theory with this whole thing, it has to rearrange its molecules and then come back, which means molecularly it has to come back as the same structure. Yeah. But where this whole thing kind of derails is... There's people there There's too. people on it. <laughs> so they have to come back as the same structure too and in the same exact position as whenever this thing lands Mm -hmm. which lucky luckily it did not land like in a building in virginia because that would have been hell it just happened to land at a dock somehow so they got the positioning right they just didn't get the the people right yeah all the time exactly (laughs) but i guess if you're gonna miss one then you miss a few people um Talking about the members of the ship, so some of them were reported to have gone insane uh, after this happened and stayed that way for the rest of their lives. Others supposedly started to develop mysterious illnesses. Uh, The one that we've been talking about, so being rearranged molecularly and coming back, some of them were fused to the ship, Mm -hmm. which is where like it sounds really brutal like people being fused to walls i think one of the movies does like some guy being fused to one of the chains or something like that I so think at the end of the 80s when there's a guy fused to a wall and it's like some horror gore going on because he's yeah. all burned or something and he's inside <laughs> of a wall and yeah you don't want to be fused to a wall some you real nightmare fuel yeah. for real is this people would randomly become invisible yeah i saw something that said that um Apparently, people would just be, like, unstable as far as being visible. Like, they would just kind of fade. Like, their molecular. Yeah. 
like in um, front of people i guess it, it was just like <laughs> these people on the ship were doing that i don't know but the, the next one's my favorite man <laughs> one family and this sounds kind of awful but like i think enough time has passed uh they reported i don't know if it was a father husband brother whatever they reported that this dude walked straight through a wall and he just never comes back <laughs> it's just gone <laughs> So, uh, if anyone's ever seen The Men Who Stare at Goats, that is essentially the opening part of the movie. And that was also a real experiment, uh, just so everyone knows. That was based off of a real experiment, but that was in the 1970s, quite a while after this. So, maybe that guy founded this experiment. Maybe he learned the secret, learned how to walk straight through walls, and decided he didn't like his family and didn't come back. Um, Oh, okay. Anyway, so... Those are those are some of the reports. Did we? Those are kind of the reasons that this hoax has like, or you know, quote unquote hoax has lived on. Right. Or people like they're very apt to look into these conspiracies because of yeah, it seems so gruesome. So that's why we were able to find a lot of articles that were the same because researchers have really delved into this to see if there's any truth to it because it's really strange that there would be you know, witnesses that saw it disappear, witnesses that saw it in a different port, like all sorts of reports of, yeah, illness and superpowers and people being fused to metal. So people are really interested to find out the truth. But that's right. also why people are interested to keep telling this story. Yeah. And it's also a real... As we learned from the 15 different movies made about it. <laughs> Yeah. I think the thing with this one is it's like it's a real ship and it's really it was really a thing and people really worked on it and most of the time I feel like with these conspiracies it's like you can't even really tell if it's a real object or a real place but this time the boat exists but is it yeah. invisible? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely real. Also this says okay, so there's three there's three Philadelphia experiment movies. Oh, really? One from 2000. We'll see. Here's the thing. So there's one from 2012. That's the newest one. That was just a TV movie. Serena says terrible. Uh, Oh, 10 out of 10 terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then there is the 1984 movie that got a sequel. Philadelphia Uh, Experiment 2 in 1993. Yes. There is a sequel to that film. So just... So this has been around in pop culture pretty consistently, which is why you might have heard of it at some point or another. I think it's also been referenced in X-Files. It's probably been referenced in X-Files. If there's anything that's been tagged with conspiracy, it's been referenced in X-Files. Whether they understand what that conspiracy is or not, they will talk about it. Yes. Uh, But yeah, so... One of the things, one of the big things with this is that the uh, the ONR, which is the Office of Naval Research, they have come out now and said that the ship's logs don't match with ever being in Philly. So I want to get that out of the way first, because some people, a lot of the articles or videos that I've found on YouTube or whatever, people are quick to dismiss it because they say, well, the ship's never spotted in philly however what part of this whole conspiracy is is a government cover-up they're not just gonna like leave that on a log yeah like 40 it was years in later philly and virginia in the same day and we're not gonna tell you how <laughs> yeah no but but with that log it is in virginia in november of 1943 for a singular day one day yeah and that's in november around the time this supposedly happened so if they were going to do anything, they would mark off one of the cities and leave it on the other. So just because it's not there, this, the whole point of this is a 
government cover-up. Well, you could do that with any of the government cover-up conspiracies. Be like, the government <laughs> said it didn't happen. So MKUltra never happened, which we all know did happen. So, yeah. And then one of the last stories that happened, just for the crew members, uh, just before we get into kind of the heavier stuff, I also loved this one. This is how it kind of first got known to the public was in a newspaper in 1944. Uh, from what I understand, people have seen the newspaper clipping, but nobody knows where the actual news came from, from the paper. Conspiracies, you know, Conspiracy. you don't have all the answers. But this paper <laughs> mentioned with several witness interviews, all this kind of stuff, uh, a bar fight between two sailors and a whole crowd of people at the bar and they were sailors that were from the Eldridge and had been a part of the event, supposedly. And in the middle of this bar fight, they just disappeared, or as some witnesses said, dissolved. In so the middle of the bar. In the middle of the bar fight, they just, like, peaced out, like the guy who walked <laughs> through the wall, <laughs> and just, they're gone. They're gone forever. Nobody ever sees them again. They disappear. We don't know their names. Maybe that's where they got the idea of the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> but multiple, it wasn't just like random people either that were like, we were at the bar. It was also like waitresses and stuff who worked there who claimed that. So there's witnesses that they disappeared. I can't imagine in a bar brawl, it's easy to keep track of people either. But who knows? I don't know. It's hard to say. Anyway, getting into the real gritty details it's a really confusing timeline that yeah I again hard time following yeah it is quite a mess yeah so basically in 1956 the office of naval research actually received a random book um called the case for the ufo written by morris jessup and it was filled with like a bunch of scribblings and notes about the philadelphia experiment specifically and just like a bunch of other UFO phenomenon, UFO things, but that's what the book is about. So that makes sense. Yeah, I just want to make sure, like, point this out. It's, it's, the book itself is not filled with those scribbling and notes. The specific copy that they were sent at the ONR yeah. had a bunch of handwritten notes in it. It's normally already a book about UFOs. Yeah. But and, it was also written. And it has handwritten notes from possibly three different sources, is what they think originally. <laughs> So. Because they're all different colored pens. Well, there's yes. I mean, they're also and different, different style writings of style. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's, this is where we get into the real scientific information. Yeah. <laughs> Handwriting analysis <laughs> of aliens. Um, we'll get to that in a second. So basically, the ONR reached out to this Jessup guy and was like, "Did you send us this random book?" And he was like, "Nah, bro." That's how they talked in the 50s. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's fact. <laughs> yes. And he actually was able to identify the writing and thought he was pretty sure he knew who it was. And two of the handwritings, I guess, were really easy to tell. And the third one, they has been speculated that it's extraterrestrial. However, I'm not really sure how you can have an extraterrestrial handwriting yeah, I wonder uh, if that means that this there was, like, weird symbols in it or something. I wish we'd been able to find a copy of what this I know. looks like. I want to know what that means. Like, I don't know. Maybe everyone has good handwriting. Is the style of handwriting thing. extraterrestrial or is what was written extraterrestrial? Yeah, maybe there's, so like, bad. it was, like, an unknown language. But maybe, you know, they were, like, but we think it's writing. 
Yeah. I've had the same set about my own handwriting. <laughs> so. Is this extra? So you're saying you were the third person on there? Maybe. Maybe it was me. Cam? Yeah, maybe it was me 70-ish years ago. Yeah. I mean, if you're an alien, what's 70 years, right? And if you can time travel on a, you know, on the, <laughs> the USS, what is it? Eldridge. 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 Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I imagine that's how time travelers go around on a giant aircraft carrier. Mm. Just I mean, teleporting whenever. What a mind fuck, though. If you literally went back in time, did this, came forward, and you're like, this is a great episode for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Cam's an alien. I knew it. We're now out of Cam. He's now that we've gotten that out of the way, and so actually, if you listen to our reptilians out. episode, uh, Cam fits all of the I descriptors for reptilians. Yes. You're not quite as ginger as they want you to be, but you do have red in your beard, so that counts. I'm going to talk about this. Uh, so <laughs> they, they were pretty sure right off the bat, once they called Jessup, that they knew who the writing might belong to, so, but they had to fly him out to the base to figure it out for sure. Uh, they couldn't just send it on an iPhone back then because their cameras weren't great. So they send Jessup over to their research place where he's like, yeah, this is the guy who's been sending me letters there had been a man sending him letters since possibly 1955. That is skewed. And I don't know where mm-hmm. that timeline happens. I read in one place that it was before the Philadelphia experiment even happened or in another place, which was the uh, Navy website, which I'm going to trust more that it was around 1955 that he was sending just yeah. letters. Well, I was, I read that. It, which would was... have been more than what? 10 years after this. Yeah. 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 I read that he was sending letters to him um, after his book was published. Right, which because, would have been 1955. Yeah. yeah. So that seems to make the most sense. Yeah. The book was only published a year prior. So most likely, uh, this man who, uh, his name for the moment is Carlos Allende, he had been sending Jessup letters ever since the book had released. Like, you figured all this out and here's a bunch of UFO stuff that I know about. And basically, he was like the world's first con- like internet conspiracy theorist. <laughs> that's what... But in letters. That's what a yeah. Yende was. He, but the interesting thing to note about him is that he wasn't just some random nobody. Like, maybe he was, but he he also had, he had a military record and he claimed to have, like, worked with Einstein on yeah. projects. So if that's true, this is a very qualified individual with probably a little bit of insider access. Like, I don't imagine that you're a military veteran with no secret clearance. That just doesn't happen. So that's kind of interesting that he's not just Joe Schmo off the street. He's like, I work with Einstein. I can, you know, talk about, he talks about unified field theory, which is like, he, he thinks that he can prove that using this experiment and all sorts of different things. So. Kind of of interestingly credible. Yeah. Yeah, he... So his actual name is Carl M. Allen, which they only found out because they found his military record, which he did not openly state he was in the military. But before that, he was using Carlos Miguel Allende. So he had definitely been hiding his identity. However, there is a discrepancy where some people believe that he wasn't actually the person who sent this book along, which if that's the case, then in theory, we still actually don't know who sent that book. There were like at least 50 something people that said that they were the person who sent the book. So he is not the only person who claimed that he's just the person that they ended up linking 
Hmm? It's like a 1950s Reddit thread. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this whole thing to me felt like a Scooby-Doo mystery, honestly. It does (laughs) kind of feel like that. (laughs) But it's similar to what you were saying, Serena, where like he was in the military. And I think that's why they ended up choosing him out of all the other people that were claiming that they sent it. And they did do a handwriting analysis and they eventually in like the nineties, I think they match his handwriting to the letters and to the book. Finally, like officially match it. I don't know why it took that long to be honest, but only to the one set, right? Of yeah, notes. They, they only, yeah. they only connected it to one technically. And they said that it was probably him who did the other one, but the third one is just considered a hoax or an extraterrestrial, depending on which side of the fence you're on. So, Why would an alien take the time to write notes in a book? How else would he take notes with a pencil? I don't know. Maybe he didn't have paper. He had a tablet already. He, he Maybe he had a tablet already. Maybe they're the aliens from, uh, what is that movie? Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, maybe that's same thing. Anyway, uh, so yeah. So Carl, Alan, Carlos, Allende, Carlos, Carl, same people, right? But that's how they essentially tracked down this random human being who sent this book to them, claiming to have evidence of the Philadelphia experiment, which the ONR says that they had never even heard of at this point, since the only public, right, since the only (laughs) public thing for anyone to see would have been in... 1944 in that newspaper article with two men dissolving in a bar. Dissolving bar fight. Yeah. But other than that, they weren't even around until 1946. So they weren't even formed technically until two years after that even released. So they had no idea what this guy was talking about when it first showed up. Yeah. But to be fair, like you said, he was like the original conspirator because he claimed to have seen it with his own eyes. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't taking this third hand. He said that he saw it and that the government was trying to cover it up. Yeah. Well, and that's that's where this is really weird. Uh, real quick is just the biggest thing that he claims, like his big witness testimony, is that he didn't only see it from a different ship in Philly. He saw it teleport away and then come back. And when it came back, he went up and touched the glowing ship. He put his hand on the blue-green glowing shit. Listen, it was the 50s. What's a little radiation among friends? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Or electrocution. Uh, This is actually where he claims that he met Einstein was about this point in time, literally at this point in time. He met Einstein as the experiment was happening. Yeah, I love this. So, shit comes back. Oh, interesting. Carlos Carl is like, I gotta go touch that. So he does, uh, and he puts his hand on it, but then he looks back to the other boat that he was on, Einstein's there. And Einstein says, hey, yo, come over here real quick. I gotta look at your hand. So- What? I didn't find this anywhere. I didn't see this at all. What are you talking about? Is this from the movies? No, 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 This this is what he claimed. This is what he claimed. So then Einstein takes him under his wing to become his protege. So that's how he becomes a student of Einstein because he touched a radioactive boat. Einstein oh was like, God. this guy. I feel yeah. bamboozled. Like everything <laughs> that I read was like, he may have studied under Einstein. None of it was like in this, you know, time warp as he went through the ship, he met Einstein and took full classes and understood this information. Yeah. 
What? Yeah, and that, that shit <laughs> Where was, the fuck did you was find the that? SS Andrew uh, for Seth. I actually found it on multiple sites, including the Navy site. So that you is real information. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's what he claims. He makes a lot of claims. I have more claims that he makes later on that we're going to talk about at the very end of this. He has a lot of claims. Okay, but that, that boat was supposedly the, U, the SS Andrew Furseth, right? Is that correct? I believe that's the boat. But uh, anyway, just so we can clear up um, that he was probably a student of, uh, maybe, might have been a Okie student. Okie dokie. So. Yeah. so I bet you're all wondering what was actually written in the book. Uh, we don't know because we can't find any of these copies. Yes. But it's claimed that what was written basically is that in between teleporting to Philadelphia, Virginia, and New York also, question mark. I saw that in a couple places. Yeah. On their actual Navy record, they did go to New York in that time period. So yes. I don't know if that's included or what. But anyway, the idea is that they were teleported to another dimension in between these places. Yeah where they encountered aliens and teleported through time and then back to earth as is yes and they think that there's like alien technology that helps them figure out the unified field theory which is the so basically the idea of the unified field theory is that einstein wanted to unify the forces of nature into one grand unified theory and if that theory was found, it could plausibly maybe describe the means to distort space-time and the path of photons and bend it around a massive object, you know, like a, like a giant warship. So Science they think theory. that aliens helped them figure out that theory <laughs> so that they can make the boat invisible and, and teleport it. I mean, aliens help build the pyramids. Why wouldn't they help with, you know, some invisible ships? Makes sense. Yeah, right? My question here is, like, I, I couldn't tell, like, if they're claiming that aliens brought in the unified field theory and then Einstein put part of it out in the public, or if they were saying that Einstein was onto this and then aliens came down and, like, or, I, they gave him a prize and helped him finish <laughs> the rest of it because win. they already knew. Like, I can't, I don't know which one... Maybe Einstein was an alien, so it's both true. It is alien tech and it's Einstein. (laughs) Maybe you just found some alien tech in an alien crash light. Maybe. That's possible. Yeah, and they used the tech and they they hacked it and there you go. Invisible boat. Yeah, I also, I really quick want to say Einstein was never able to dispute any of this because he died in 1955, right before this all started. So right before everything blew up, he died. So that was kind of to the advantage of Carlos Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What's funny about what's written in this book to me is it sounds like the way it's described is that for some reason, these three people, quote unquote, were having a conversation in the notes of this book. Like they're like responding to it. It's like they these notes. pass the book around to each other. Like, I don't know if it's like one guy had it and they wrote all of his notes and then they gave it to another guy and he wrote it's all like his notes. It's like their book club book. Yeah, and then he gave it to the alien and the alien wrote all of his notes. Sisterhood of the and Traveling like, Book. And they're like, you know, we should really send this to the Navy. This is some valuable information. <laughs> or did they like read a page each and then they'd like write some notes and then respond to each other and then go to the next page and pass it around. They're all just like sitting in a coffee shop together. Yeah. I don't know. So, so the Navy. <laughs> These are the questions you need to ask. Two Navy officers actually found this super interesting, and they did 
have the book uh, republished basically with only 25 copies. So it was basically just retyped, reformatted. Like with the annotations. Reprinted yeah. with the annotations. They, they added the annotations. I saw a site that said that they had it printed like more than 100 copies yeah, and distributed. That's what I originally heard too, until I found the Navy's website and they said 25 copies. You're trusting the Navy way too much. I know, I'm trusting, that is kind of like That's 102 copies unaccounted for, Cameron. That's, that's fair. Well, they claim they don't have any of them. 25 or 100, mm-hmm. regardless. I mean, here's the thing. I, like, you could definitely see this as like, oh, there's some good information here. But you could also see it as like a joke. Like, you, you find this book and you're like, this is hilarious, guys. Like, everyone needs to see this. Yeah. And they print it and send it out. 20, like, if it's, like, 100, then I could see, like, maybe they're passing it out to people on the base or military or whatever. But if it's, like, yeah, 25 copies, that's I think, like, friends and family. I think is, like, important, right? Because, yeah. yeah, if it's 25 copies, it's clearly them, like, it's, like, a joke. But if it's, like, a mass amount, that's wanting to spread information. Yeah. Yeah, that is. But whoever knows, because we don't have one. <laughs> um, and maybe they don't exist. Just the last thing I wanted to say about Carl, Carlos Allen Allende. Um, I, I just saw a random theory that, um, I just thought this was funny, Cam, because you were just talking about alien channels. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. this said that he either was an alien himself or was an alien channel, which is somebody who channels alien frequencies, basically, and, you know, relays that to the public. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do a whole episode on alien channels because I find them fascinating. <laughs> there was literally nothing else about it. It was like one sentence. Yeah, they're, they're literally just mediums, but for aliens. <laughs> you should have con- gone to our merch shop and bought a tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, we should reproduce all those hats. <laughs> Buy your favorite tinfoil hat. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so there was one mention of a witness that came out um the thing with this theory is there's not a lot of people who are like yeah i was there i i was experimented on well there were originally but not anymore but they changed their stories yeah or were discredited by mm-hmm. the government which means the government said no you're lying proven liars to call you a liar i never found anyone that was like on the ship though did you guys find it i no, just found this one guy i didn't find any actual record other than carlos carl who said that he touched the ship yeah and <laughs> einstein the same because there Keep is that the, and I, just, I think of nemo yeah yeah there was the civilian ship remember that saw the ship glow the ss mm-hmm. andrew ferusith uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um that had people on it that were willing to say hey we saw this and eventually they then changed their story to no, we, we never saw anything. What are you talking about? Yeah. But they did say that they saw something. So it's interesting that there's no, there's no records from anyone on the crew. Like no one even later came out and was like, it's not true. I was on the ship. Yeah. yeah that, is, that is actually interesting. It goes both ways. Yeah. There's no records either way. There, there are a few people who held their stories that the ship was like a few civilians, that the ship was glowing that day. Which were just like alternate reports that didn't have to do with the Philly experiment necessarily, did they know at the time. But those have been thoroughly researched. And those ones, from what I understand, were researched. Not actually, and well, see, what I, from what I understand, <laughs> they weren't. a cease and desist letter by the, <laughs> the government. I'm not talking about what the government researched them. I'm sure they probably did. But other people have. And from what those, from those, what those reports say that I read, 
it sounds like people think that there's a possibility that either the ship's lights were in a specific position to cause that glow, or some people point to the fact that sometimes lightning storms can cause a glow around certain objects if they strike at the right spot. So there, especially if they have like a magnetic system in the ship. Yes. Yeah. So there's some people who say that obviously they're covering for the fact that it went to Philly from Philly to Norfolk, Virginia to New York to another dimension and back. (laughs) But I just want to know, and it's traveled between four places. Was there one guy who just like, he got in a wall, out of a wall, in a wall, out of a wall. (laughs) (laughs) If I was him, I wouldn't say anything either. I I would just walk away happy to be alive. I mean, technically, he didn't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I have one guy with a name who claims to be there. Um, His name is Al Bielek. He came forward claiming to have actually taken part in the secret experiment, um, but he was brainwashed to forget about it. And then after he saw that horrible movie in 1988, his repressed memories came flooding back. I mean, I could see it. Like, if you have the technology to to make a ship teleport, you definitely have some good brainwashing technology. Yeah. You don't even really need much to do brainwashing. No. Like, I know I've mentioned That's true. I grew before. up in the church. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, there's quite a few of those that are good at that. Uh, but there, there is also, like, the example of the toy box killers, the one I always bring up for brainwashing because it's just the simplest one to do. It's just like a trailer park, like, disgusting human being who managed to brainwash people and then just let them free like his victims he wouldn't kill them he would just brainwash them let them free and then the only reason he got caught is because someone was watching something one day everything came back and hit her at once and she called the police so that is a possibility you don't need anything special you just need a sick mind i guess that's true your mind is a powerful tool even when used against you yeah so so that's very possible i don't know how Depends on how realistic that movie is, I guess. Yeah. Also, ha- you would have to think that maybe other people would also have the same experience. Or that, like, maybe? other time traveling movies would bring back something. Like, maybe he something? watched Back to the Future, and he's like, why am I really upset right now? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So, so I would think things like what? that would affect him, too. I'm just saying, maybe it's the time travel. I unless, mean, unless have you seen accurate. the second one? Like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was the cowboys that did him in the third one so uh you take that back third one is objectively the best the third one also objectively almost killed the main actor so <laughs> That's true. so maybe it is the best. maybe it is the best but is this actually like a witness story does it count to be a witness story for someone later that's to- why i put yeah witnesses in quotes yeah yeah, yeah. Does it count later to be like, oh yeah, this was totally a thing? It, it like does, I don't know. It does if you can prove it, I guess. But like, if you're just someone who like, I don't know, who just watches something like that, it's like, yeah, that happened to me. That doesn't count. I don't think that counts. Yeah, I, I'm not sure because then, like, are you if he is brainwashed, are you not giving him like enough like, credit for? like overcoming that or something i don't that's a good point you know i wish the best for al is he still alive i have no idea i don't know anything about him star wars must have been a trip for him 
anyway. <laughs> that's all we had to say about Al. Yep, and I just, that's, that's literally, that's all the information it gave me. Like, I copy-pasted it. Gotcha. All right. Uh, moving on to... Cam's a horrible person. A darker, a darker point here. <laughs> you let me keep it. Uh, anyway, so Jessup himself, Morris Jessup, he adds to the conspiracy later on, and this is because he has a mysterious death in 1959, right? Uh, this mysterious death is actually a suicide, or so the police say. They claim it's a suicide by one of what seems to be conspiracy's favorite manners of death, car exhaust. So we see this all the time. We saw it. We just did uh, Kurt Cobain, or not Kurt Cobain, uh, huh, another 27 Club, Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy. And there was someone there who also killed themselves by car exhaust fumes. So he supposedly kills himself. Now there's there's multiple schools of thought. Uh, some people say he killed himself because he already had problems and he was just kind of struggling with things like that. Other people say that he went insane while trying to learn what, where the ET handwriting came from, like the extraterrestrial handwriting in his book came from, that, saying that that one was never figured out. So, Because at the time, technically, it hadn't been proven to be a forgery or anything like that. So some people say that. And then there's the other group that says that he was actually involved in the Philly experiment and they killed him to keep him quiet. But after all this time, after three years of him being outed, you guys move really slow. Like, is there just a long list? I mean, but think about this. If he like says it and then dies, that's way more suspicious than letting him like kind of dig himself a little grave and then you get rid of him before anything can be proved. Yeah, I guess that's, that's fair, but, like, at this point, what I, from what it sounded like, most people have just forgotten about him. So it's like, you kill him exactly. and then he's back in the spotlight. The perfect time to just let him, maybe he did discover it. Maybe he figured it out. He was let, yeah, let they let him live as long as he couldn't figure it out. And then he did. And that was, signed his death sentence. To, to be fair, it. again, the CIA suicided is a real thing. It did used to happen. It probably still does happen. But... Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. His, his, it just, it didn't help the conspiracy for people who were like, this is not a conspiracy. It didn't happen because one of the people connected to it dies mysteriously, which is definitely weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah. I also want to bring up that one of Albert Einstein's children did die in a psychiatric ward probably because he was covering up for the Philly experiment. So Maybe. And who knows what else. Yeah. And he died only 10 years after Albert Einstein did. So a little suspicious there. One of my favorite little tidbits of researching this was the discovery that this ship in particular had spent time in the Bermuda Triangle before this incident occurred. Now, I don't know if you conspiracy what fans out there are familiar with the Bermuda Triangle, but, <laughs> but it's a pretty strange place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because that's documented. Like the, it was in the Bermuda Triangle and, you know, Back in the day, like, this was kind of a shrouded in secrecy place. I would say even till the, I would even say still today. So, yeah, that's kind of an interesting little thing. And then it looks like on here, did you put this on here, Allie? <laughs> Could they have used the harness the powers of the triangle for science? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? My thoughts about this were like, okay, if this is kind of an extraterrestrial thing, what better place than the Bermuda Triangle to, like, disappear? Why, why 
you know, why not practice this transportation or teleportation or whatever it is in the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, somewhere off the grid. Yeah. Well, why I, do it with witnesses? I haven't looked much into, like, all of the Bermuda Triangle theories because there's, like, a lot. And But there is one particular theory that there's an underwater alien base in the center of the Bermuda Triangle. And there are apparently a lot of sightings of UFOs going into and out of the water. So maybe they brought their alien tech for like a little fix up. So there's a theory about the alien base? What's the theory? That there is one there. About what's what about the alien base? In the Bermuda Triangle. We are that it just there. exists. Just, what, what's so if the, they were there. The conspiracy about it? We already know the aliens are there. <laughs> How else are boats disappearing, guys? In the Bermuda Triangle. Come on. That's true. Uh, I do want to say, so you bring a good point with the, like, why not keep practicing your teleporting in the Bermuda Triangle? Why practice it on a dock in Philly of all places, you know, in front of why people. not just dock, okay. let everyone go get a cheesesteak, come back later. Well, here's my, here's my response to that, Cam. Okay. If, okay, let's, let's put like a few pieces together here. Let's say that they go to the Bermuda Triangle. The ship gets outfitted with alien tech that allows it to turn invisible, be able to teleport, whatever it is. It's then at the dock in Philly, and a lightning storm happens that somehow interacts with the equipment, makes it glow, and immediately it, like, teleports. And then they get there, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to fix this, and teleport back, right? So a misfire. Yeah. Like, That's what I was going just, for. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely a misfire. Yeah. Okay, I dig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can so see it. We solve this. I... Yeah. Moving on. Just end of episode. <laughs> Should have just started that way. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> started with that. Could have gotten this done immediately. <laughs> no, I do think, I do think like if we're talking like on the conspiracy side of this, then there's a very good chance that whatever this was would have been a misfire. That totally makes sense. So, yeah, especially if you're trying to keep it all secret, like we said, you're not going to be doing this at a dock unless you needed like an emergency transport to get somewhere. And then in that yeah. case, you're like, we'll just let people like have their theories. We're just going to go. We got it. We got to get somewhere. But the fact that it's like jump, jump, that's that's where it's it, a little. It could also I just guess. be like. Maybe they traveled to the Bermuda Triangle. They were like, we're going to try it. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work forever. Then they like go to Philly and it just misfires. Or like one guy realizes there's a screw loose on the machine and he just screws that in. And <laughs> he's just tightening it in. Yeah. It just turns on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be me. If, that, if I were ever to like, have my life put into a movie. That would be it, Cam. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my screw fell out. <laughs> if it was anyone that was actually involved with this, it was probably Al. That's probably who it was. That's be- true. Bialik, Bialik, Alick. Okay. Yep. Anyway, that is mostly what you can find on this theory. Not counting the sequel to the original movie. Yeah, I wonder what wild speculation Yeah, I think it's about a plane in the second movie. So it's Wonder Woman. Oh. (laughs) There you go. Is it the Montauk experiment? Because I saw that there's something similar where they're trying to make a plane invisible. I saw that too. But I think that's just based off the second movie. (laughs) Um, Well, when we were looking up, because this one is also called like Project Rainbow, when I looked that up, I found under Project Rainbow, 
a plane that was attempted attempted turn invisible you know yeah yeah this says uh a government scientist's quest to build the ultimate fighter plane leads to a time trip and nightmare in nazi germany oh yep okie dokie so that's interesting uh anyway that's the movie if you want to go see that then that's up to you so let's talk about or you can listen to the podcast about it <laughs> there you go eventually we'll do that <laughs> eventually <laughs> disaster all right let's talk about what in all of this information though is true and what might be false and what definitely is false <laughs> There are some things that are just absolutely not true. I'm not going to point any fingers at Carl Carlos, but... I mean, I think that you should give equal footing to the Navy and Carlos. I mean, if I had to guess which one's lied more in, like, the last 50 years, probably the Navy. Yeah, like, let's let's give a little bit of, of credit here. Yeah, okay, so that's fair. So... To that degree. Okay, so yeah, so I put this one on here where I, after looking at all of this, it seemed especially interesting to me how far out of its way, like the Navy and the government went to refute these claims, which could just be because of like the time the war is going on, people are freaked, totally possible. However, they went so far as to get like an official letter from the crew of the civilian ship stating that they didn't see anything like a letter it's not good enough to just be like eh they they saw some light whatever they're like no we have a certified letter here saying that they actually did not see anything so don't listen to prior stories so that seemed a little extreme that in is my a opinion. extreme yeah yeah and then you to, have to put this in writing or else exactly yeah like to like some ship that no one knows. No one even really came forward. Like they all were just like, oh dude, did you see that light? Yeah. And then the ship disappeared. Crazy. No one was going out of their way for like, you know, a book deal or something. So that seemed a little weird to me. Um, the other thing is, um, let's see. here. Oh yeah. The ship. So immediately after the war, this ship in particular was moved to Greece, which seems very weird for a ship specially outfitted with classified like magnetic stuff on it that seems very strange why take a very good ship with new technology on it and put it out somewhere that it's like not useful for Mm -hmm. the time anyway and then eventually in the 90s they dismantled it which again i was like well maybe that's regular protocol i don't know but it does seem odd if you're if you want to disprove a, a hoax you know let people see the ship like, yeah, we'll go on like, there. Here it is. This and is all the equipment that, that we had there's on no, it. Yeah, there's no people that are fused to this. Like, in the 90s, this is not classified material anymore. It's 50 years old. So mm-hmm. that that was weird to me. Because I think that there was, like, a lost opportunity, first of all, to really let people see this ship that had really cool new tech on it for the time. Yeah. And, and to, to, yeah, like, immediately move it to a useless location. Those were kind of my thoughts on the matter initially of how this might be more than just a, a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely think that's fair. There's, there's some weirdness going on. I mean, there always is with government cover-ups too. Yeah. They're never, they're never clean. I feel like 
I mean, I'm assuming they've done clean cover-ups that we'll never know about yeah. because they're clean cover-ups. But yeah, that's what I was thinking with this one is like maybe we couldn't find anything because it's like a mostly successful cover-up that they've they slipped a little bit of information and they kind of just let people run wild with it. But they yeah, they throw up one else. page to say nope, this is false, and that it's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I mean, if they did it right, like they supposedly are trying to do, we're probably never going to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so then there's also the fact, uh, Serena, you mentioned this at the very beginning, there is a possibility that if the ship was actually in Philly at any point in time, that it could have used a channel to travel basically overnight easily to Norfolk, Virginia. So yeah, people could have seen it in both places. Yeah. And it's, while there's no logs of it stopping in Philly, that doesn't mean it didn't necessarily go through Philly. So well, there is still a possibility. We know that there was that single day in Virginia, but there's no mm-hmm. explanation for it. There's no logs as to how it got there. Yeah. Why, if you're going to like add logs that have that, why not be like, well, yeah, you saw it the same day because we traveled from here, point A to point B, and then we went back. Mm-hmm. Like, why not say that? Yeah, that was that was one weird thing about the Navy site is they have a reason for all the dates around that time because they were like, it's traveling to this place with this ship for this reason. It's going here after that for this reason. It's over here because it's stationed just because of the war. And we're and, over here for but training. Then, but then Norfolk, Virginia, they specifically said it was in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia in November one day. That's it. That's like all the information I could find about it. I didn't find anything else. So... It's kind of odd. It's it's a little weird. But again, too, just because something's not on a ship's log doesn't mean A, it didn't happen. B, someone didn't get rid of it. And C, I mean, it doesn't not say government cover-up. If anything, it says the exact opposite. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then there was like a little bit of maybe speculation or evidence that the logs had been tampered with. So again, like maybe maybe something got like just misconstrued or they wrote something down wrong or maybe it was like even a joke that somebody just was like oh virginia like just scribbling it in there because like if you talk to anyone that's been in any military like way back when it was absolute anarchy (laughs) so just like i i could totally see that as like a joke putting it in there but it does seem weird that it would still be on like the official logs for it uh, to, to go more like the conspiratorial route, to be fair, one reason why they could have kept Virginia on the logs but gotten rid of Philly is if only their logs at any point in time said they were in Philly, easy to get rid of. But if there's other records of it being in Virginia for that day, they could have found that out and just decided to keep it there for that day. So yeah. if you want to go the conspiracy route, that does make sense. That is something that I could see them doing very easily. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's one of those things where like every one of these can go back and forth minus some later information. But for the most part, this can all go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But as far as it being fake, I mean, the records don't say that they were ever in Philly. So maybe right. they just weren't. I mean, they, they've covered everything in on the Navy history site. They've covered all of the days that they traveled and they put all of the places they went and they went from New York to Bermuda to New York again, and then to Virginia. And like in Virginia, it was specifically like a, let's see, it was a Naval operating base. So maybe they stopped and like dropped some people off, you know, and it just kept going. Yeah. So like, 
I mean, the records are there. there but was... I, I choose to believe more and maybe it was it's something a little more fun, like somebody. <laughs> there was someone who researched it. I cannot remember. His name might have been, I think it was like Jacques Val or something like that, who researched it, yeah. who said that he found that there was a possibility that it did show up in Philly for a brief period of time, but he wasn't positive. And all records indicate, again, the records indicate it wasn't there. It's Jacques Vallée. Yeah, but there was definitely a possibility that it could have been there. So to be fair to any conspiracist that does believe in this, there is a possibility that that is correct. No matter how short of the time frame, even if they just pass by. So, yeah. But also there are no photographic evidence of anything anywhere in this entire no. conspiracy. Surprise! But <laughs> yeah, there's, you would think with all this like scientific experimentation and even like Navy records, there would be photos of things and maybe, I mean, I doubt there's photos of their ships at every single port their ships stopped in. Well, that's not what I'm so. saying. I'm saying like the equipment on it or like, if that's true, really we have no tests. idea what it looks like. We have no idea what the book looks like. We have not, none of that information. Yeah. There's no hard evidence of anything. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. There's not, there's not really anything to prove that it did happen uh, other than a couple witnesses who claim that it did. But witnesses don't mean a lot. As we've known, as we've found out in multiple episodes of the show, witnesses are terrible the everything. least trustworthy. <laughs> there also is no evidence of like, any sort of medical treatments or personnel that were required after people were supposedly fused to the ship. Like you would think that they're not just going to leave them there to, you know, die or leave the body there at the very least, if they've already died, like someone needs to come in there and cut them off the metal. I mean, but there's no record of that either. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you, how do you exactly do that though? Like you just see like one guy's head sticking out of a metal wall. I'm just imagining like a chainsaw and God, Just, okay. but then isn't the neck still okay. left there in my brain in my no in my brain here's what happened like some poor guy like put his hand on the railing to like look over it the exact moment it happens and when they get back he's like fuck my hand is just in this metal now oh my God. <laughs> so then you know his buddy's like don't worry about it got a hatchet in my bag like we'll take care of this i don't know they're like snapping <laughs> selfies the whole time. Yeah, totally. I mean, are there any like records when it's brought to Greece of like when they're tearing apart the ship? Like this wall's weirdly I missing an entire panel. There is no information whatsoever on like where the parts went or like why it was dismantled. Because normally it's like, yeah, maybe. They were like, <laughs> all right, this was a loner and we're done with it, guys. So uh, send it back off. <laughs> Scrap it, ignore the bodies. They're not important. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's i mean there's no there's nothing there's no information about like just any sort of emergency that had happened on the ship so yeah um let me i want to talk about real quick uh the issues here with carlos carl allen allende i like how we just matched his name <laughs> together <laughs> uh so researchers say that all of the notes were eventually linked back to him so they think they have the right person 
they say that the extraterrestrial side of things, which again, I don't know what this means. No, what the fuck does that mean? But whatever, it was a forgery is what they said. I don't know what he forged. I don't know if he forged bad handwriting that you can't read or an alien language or whatever, but it was supposedly linked back to him in the 90s, which coincidentally is when the ship was torn apart, Mm -hmm. which is kind of important to me. This is a weird coincidence to happen at the same time, especially such a long time away from the event even just from the secondary event of him trying to out the Philly experiment, it is weird that like it happens 40 years later for both. They tear apart the ship and are like, by the way, this was a forgery. So it's like all evidence, if that's true, is Burn gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he wasn't necessarily a liar. I want to make that clear. He believed a lot of what he said. That is also something that they know. He did believe a lot of it. He is one of those people that they kind of equate to he needed help more than anything. He had a lot of weird conspiracy theories. A lot of them were not based in reality, but he also just had a lot of beliefs that didn't work, that weren't based in reality. My favorite one is that he also, on top of being a student of Einstein, supposedly, which I don't believe is true. (laughs) I don't think most people believe it's true. (laughs) I don't think he put his hand on a radioactive ship and Einstein... (laughs) was like, hey, good thing I happen to be here at this moment. Do you want me to teach you math? I don't think that (laughs) happened. Uh, But either way, uh, he also claimed to be a student of the mathematician uh, Charles Proteus Steinmetz, who was a German-American mathematician. So this guy was prolific for his time. However, there's an issue with this, which is that his time was before Alan was ever born. So this guy lived and died before Mr. Carlos Carl ever existed. So he was obviously not a student of Steinmetz, which is just one of the many lies that they did eventually figure out. He did actually lie about, not about his military record, but he apparently would embellish his military record often. He was pretty much just a dude that was in the Navy and then wasn't after a short period of time. Just an average guy. Average guy. A lot of people going in the Navy that don't actually become like anything special in the military, they move on to something else. That's kind of what he did. Uh, yeah. He also is supposedly, he had been involved with talking about the Philly experiment before 1955 is what I read. But he then didn't say anything else about it to anyone that he knew until after Jessup linked his handwriting to the package that he sent to the military. Which Maybe kind of he was, weird. like, scared. Maybe he wanted to be anonymous. I mean, that is fair, yeah. But what we do know is that he didn't tell the truth about everything. He embellished a lot. And he also had kind do of... Do we know how he died? I didn't look to see how he, he died. He was taken back by the aliens. I mean, if it's another sketchy, questionable death, like... I mean, there's a theory that of... he was an alien. He just went back into space, man. That's fair. <laughs> Let's see. Nobody trying to stop him from going home. AT phone home, am I right? <laughs> so, Mr. Allen died in 1994. Actually, that's also weird. It's right after they dismantled the ship. It would be, I mean, so yeah, 1994, I mean, again, 90s. They call all this stuff a forgery. He dies and the ship's dismantled. That's like you've wiped away all evidence. You know... A triangle. That is that is weird. He actually died in a Colorado nursing home. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's where By we're recording from. Not the nursing home, but <laughs> yeah. I 
I do think that's interesting. He did live long enough to see the movie. It doesn't say what he thought about it, though. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Serena, what do you think is the truth? Uh, okay, here's, here's my rambling thoughts. If the technology on the ship existed for teleportation, like, my first thought is, like, okay, maybe, maybe that's possible. Why doesn't it exist today in, like, a better form? Because I just like as things progress, you make them better and then you kind of monetize them. And I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Secondly, here's, here's where I think I, I lean more towards that this is a kind of true conspiracy. So we've never seen any of the equipment that was on board, even though it was confirmed to have had the equipment on board. It's just always explained to you what it is and what it does, but you never get to see a photo. You didn't get to see the ship. There were two ships with stuff like this outfitted and neither one of them, that technology is available to view. So that kind of strikes me as odd. There is a lot of coincidences, as we pointed out with people's deaths, information just not being able to be found, and understandably, this is, you know, the 1940s. Things are not as accessible as they are today. I don't know that it teleported, but I do think there was, like, a top-secret cover-up going on with this ship. I think that something was going on. I think that it was covered up. I think it was covered up well. I think that if it was in, you know, Philly and then Norfolk, it was using those inland canals, probably. But, like, what was it doing? Why was it there? Yeah. Why do people see it and claim we've seen it? And then the letter is like, oh, we never saw it. Because it's one thing to kind of like he, he like takes his claim to fame after it, you know, this all comes out. But it's another to say that you saw something and then say, no, I didn't. Because how many times have we all been like, did I just see that? No, no, I didn't. No, I yeah, didn't. exactly. Whether or not you like convince yourself or someone else convinces you, like, I think it's not impossible that there was like really cool new technology on this ship that they just didn't want people to know about. And maybe it was teleportation stuff and they just haven't figured it out yet. So who knows? I think, I think it's possible that something strange happened. Yeah. yeah. I always go last. I, so I'll go next. <laughs> um, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I think there are a lot of coincidences with this one where I don't know if it was like aliens and teleporting and like we were trying to do invisibility stuff. So like maybe it included something with that, but maybe they were covering something up that they were also testing like on the actual crew because it's not like we haven't done that before. Like we've said. Um, yeah. They tested nuclear bombs on people mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean to see how it affected people from certain radiuses. So, so like maybe they were trying to cloak people too and it just didn't really work. Like, not necessarily aliens or anything, you know, but... But maybe, like, radiation? That's totally possible. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of glowing green. Glow. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, is not the first time we've tested radiation on people. So... Also, not to mention, ships like that often transported things like uranium. So, yeah. to see a glow from radioactive and activity. they were developing, like, we know that the Manhattan Project was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Kim? Uh, I mean, it's I'm in like a similar vein of thought. I, I do think, so I think a lot of this is true. I'm always, I mean, like I always say on here, I don't ever think a lie is just a lie. I think there's always some kind of truth in there. And I think with this one, what we do know is that they were looking at secret technology, like you guys said. 
they're definitely developing something. It probably didn't work, which is why they didn't really talk about it after that. But at the time, it would have been very, very secretive. They would not have wanted you to know to know about it. it. It's similar to the Roswell incident where, yes, it was secretive. It's not the type of secretive that people thought it was when you boil it down, but it was still new technology at the time. And I think that these ships have the same setup but this ship was made in 1943 and it was decommissioned in 1943 so it oh really yeah and then it was sold to greece in 1951 so yeah so it was decommissioned within a year which means most likely they were using it to test something yeah it was never actually intended to do anything but it was known as an escort ship so it was always with another ship that was watching it but i think most likely it was used for experiments what it sounds like is it was probably used for experiments to be able to get around uh, mines in the water because that's an issue that they were having in World War II is running into mines. They were everywhere. There actually are still not decommissioned mines in oceans today because they never got rid of some of them. So that was an issue they were definitely having. Uh, That is something that they wanted to get away from. And they were trying to use, I know at one point, uh, a magnetic something to try and see if they could deter that. Uh, There was a specific scientist they brought in that was not Albert Einstein to get away from that. Einstein is often linked to this while he did have theories on how they could possibly like bend light around ships and things like that. He's not technically connected in any record to trying to come up with like invisibility for ships or anything like that. But I think that's what the ship was just to boil it down. It was a test ship for technology that didn't work. It was decommissioned, probably stripped of anything that had any like any worth, sold to Greece, where they then they had a rusted out boat after forty years, so they got rid of it. So I think that's probably what happened. But I do think it was real. I mean, the ship was real. We know that. Yeah. So, and I think they used it for something. And again, oh, we'll probably never know. It also makes sense, like like you were saying, Serena. Like they had like a whole bunch of people sign, like you didn't see anything. If they have technology that causes like a malfunction on the ship and a bunch of people see something weird in the middle of a world war, they're probably going to tell people you didn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what happened. But I do think it's fun if it if it teleported. And again, I think it's really fun if there's that one guy that's like in a wall, out of a wall, in a wall, out of a wall. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> not for him, but if he survives, it's Well, fun. if he ended it's... up out of the wall, totally fine. Yeah. That, then that's cool. Maybe he got like a metal leg out of it, like something cool, something worth it. He becomes it. the bionic man. There you go. Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got it's for like, you. Though. That's why we don't have any witnesses, because they all just became like cyborgs after that. <laughs> they took pieces of the ship with them. Yep. That's pretty much everything we have. Like we said, if you want to, you can watch the movies. They are out there in we existence for you to watch. We didn't watch it. Oh, Serena tried. I watched about 10 minutes. Like yeah. I said, 10 out of 10 terrible. Yeah. So I might get <laughs> around to watching it eventually. There is a story out there. There's a movie that is similar to this, uh, probably pulled from this a little bit, called Event Horizon. It's a sci-fi film. I love it to death. So if you want to watch something that's similar... Oh my uh, god, I forgot to talk about my video game. Oh yeah, there's if a video you're, game. If you're interested in this very conspiracy, ships, crew, time travel, strange, weird phenomena going on, I would recommend you play a game called Oxenfree. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty spooky. It kind of follows, I, I would almost assume that it was someone heard this story and then created the game kind of based off of it. So 
Yeah, ten out of ten would recommend that. Cool. All right, I yeah, I wanted to play that. And yeah, it's not it's on good. Game Longer Pass. On the Game Pass, but it was <gasps> for a little while. It was on there for so long, and you had the chance, and you missed it. Anyway, let us know if you know anything else about the Philadelphia Experiment. If you own any pictures of it or anything like that, sometimes those you have around. a book. If or you book. have a book, oh boy, oh boy, we will we'll send you a whole dollar for that baby. <laughs> we will. Well, I'll, I can confirm. We'd send a dollar for it, or we'll send you a dollar and a button with our poster on it. Yeah. There you go. If you send us a picture and a PDF of that book, we will absolutely. Yeah, you get exactly. As many buttons as you want. But also, <laughs> let us know if you were there. Maybe you were part of the time travel and you guys skipped into a dimension and then one of you got accidentally booted and you were just left in 2020. If so, man, man I'm sorry. That's <laughs> awful. That's, you, were probably, you were probably like, why didn't I get fused to the ship? Uh, anyway. <laughs> If you know anything else about it, feel free to let us know. If you think we're wrong, feel free to let us know. You could be right on this one. Who knows? Uh, you can find us on the internet yes, at yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Conspiracy What. Um, we have a newsletter that comes out with every episode. So feel free to, to subscribe to that. Or you can also just view the archives because I know some people don't really like subscribing to things. Whatever yeah. works for you, it's at tinyletter slash tinyletter.com slash conspiracy what yeah and also um most of these conspiracies not all but this one does uh they have books written about them and i put all of them on our goodreads so follow us on goodreads yes. for our book wrecks on conspiracy things yeah and if it's your first time listening if you just stumble upon us we've got a whole backlog of episodes I and mean, we've got something like 60 almost episodes this right now this is episode 58 this is episode 58 so we've got also i just want you all to know i'm accepting fan mail now if you guys feel the need to send that <laughs> yes you... uh please refer to our nice photo grid of all of our hosts yes serena is the one with the very suave ufo hat so yeah, if you want to send fan mail, we do have an email yes. still, so you can. Oh yeah, conspiracy what at Gmail. Yeah, so you can send fan mail. We'll forward it to Serena for you. Yeah, exactly. Feel yes. free to send fan mail to Boost any of our <laughs> thousand hosts that we have. How many do we have? Seven. Seven. There's nine including nine, nine. Nine including us. That's right. So there's nine hosts total. Uh, you'll see them on the other episodes. So yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Cameron. I'm Allie. I'm Serena. And remember to always stay stitious and don't get fused to your boat. <laughs>